Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Welcome to After Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamars Community Radio. I'm John Nolan, your host, and thank you for joining me this evening, where another uh, six quizzes will go up against a selection of questions, which tonight are all something to do with the letter H. Right, let's go and without any further ado, meet the team. So we're starting on the blue team, and we're going to say hello, uh, as we do it in first name alphabetical order, to Mr. Brian Dawson. Welcome back, Brian. Hi John, uh, good to be back. Good to have you back, Brian. How are you feeling tonight? Um, I I was fine, John, until you know, we we were having the pre-match banter, and I realised the the quizzing credentials of all the other people on the call, and uh, I felt like I'd brought a spoon to a submachine gun fight. Okay, okay, uh, that's a new metaphor for me. I'll have to <laughs> parse that one and come back to that. Best of luck with your spoon tonight, Brian. Now let's see, we have another Brian, and uh, who only misses out on first pick by surname alphabet, and uh, that is Mr. Brian Shaw. Good evening, Brian. Hi, John. How's it going? Good, Brian. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Optimistic. I was with Brian the last time, and, and we played well, and we won, so Dream Team is back again. <laughs> the two Brians. We keep, yeah, we, who knows? It might be a thing. It might become a thing. Like the Brian brothers in the tennis. Could be you guys. Right, best of luck to you and your teammate tonight. We learned last time she was on that she lives not in Limerick or Clare, but in Galway. And it's Miss Eva Barrett. Good evening, Eva. Hi, John. Hi, everyone. It's nice to be back. Good to have you back, Eva. And how are you feeling tonight? Not too bad, yeah. I'm struggling to think that there might be too many answers, starting with the letter H, but well, sure, we'll see how we get on. We'll do our best for you tonight. Okay, best of luck to the blue team. Across the go, across the virtual table. To our first player over here is Mr. Gareth Aubrey. Welcome back, Gareth. Evening, evening. And uh, Gareth, you had a you had an impressive enough debut last time you were on, Gareth. But for one moment of a lapse of judgment, I I I think having having reflected on it, the the, the simple the simple rule is don't just remember the last thing that's been said. To you. I think that's the, <laughs> the multiple choice round for those who haven't heard the first show of the series was Gareth's downfall because when given three options, he managed to. Confuse himself. Just say the third one. <laughs> well, best of luck, Gareth. And uh, I'm on 10 trucks to see how you get on with your multiple choice question tonight. Your teammate, we had two Brian's on the side. We have a second, Gary. What's Gary short for, Gary? Uh, it's short for Gary. Oh, wow. You're actually a Gary, Gary. Okay, Gary. I am. Gary Stevens, this is. Uh, good evening. Hello, John. Hello, everyone. Good, good to be back. You're welcome, Gary. Another go. I'm hoping to win this time. <laughs> well, Didn't last time. But... Yeah, it was a pretty good show, that one that you're on the for, that for your first night. It was a very entertaining show. Well, yeah, I think it was up against the two Bryans, so we're looking for revenge. Oh, tonight. well, uh, the Fixter's computer is giving you a chance for revenge indeed. All right, well, best of luck to you there. And final player on the red team is Mr. Sean McDermott, and he's on his own tonight. He doesn't have a rival with him in the room. Good evening, Sean. Good evening, John. Yeah, you had John Cribben in there digging in the ribs and stuff uh, last time you were playing. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing a bit of revision today on the letter H. Did you really? Going through all the King Henry's with me. Who knows, that might come in handy, Sean. We'll see. Who knows? Never know. <laughs> right. Let's go and meet the final member of the team. It is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. Good evening, Clancy. 
Good day everyone. Did you know that the form of the original letter Heth probably stood for offense or posts? Well, now you do. Okay, thank you, Clancy. That is very useful. Right, let's go and get on with the show. Okay, so we start with round one, and we're going to be starting, because it's an even-numbered program, with the blue team tonight. In this round, multiple-choice round, each player will get asked a question with three potential answers. They give me the right answer on their own. They get two points for their side. They can't choose to convert their teammates. That's fine. They'll get one point for a correct answer there. A wrong answer at any stage. We'll see the two remaining options off the cross. To this side can confer and potentially win a one-point bonus. Okay, like I said, we're starting with the blues, and we're going in that alphabetical order to introduce people. So first up is Mr. Brian Dawson. Why do you always pick on me first, John? Well, we need you need to put you on a team with somebody called Alan, maybe, or <laughs> and well, Andrew. I suppose we could have put you with Andrew. Now, here's your question. In thirty, this is an interesting now, given what Sean might have just said. In 1399, nobleman Henry Bolingbroke rallied a group of supporters, overthrew and imprisoned King Richard II, and took the English throne. Under what name and number? Was he A. Henry the Fourth, B. Henry the Fifth, or C. Henry the Sixth. Mm, now, I'm sure for all you quiz, quizzing people, this is a really easy question. Uh, but for me, it's not. 1399. So are you going to have a go on your own, Brian? Or are you going to confer with your teammates? I I, I am going to confer. Okay. Uh, with my, my wonderful team here. Brian, Brian and Eva can have a chat about this. So Henry Bolingbroke overthrew Richard II and took the English throne under what name? Henry IV, Henry V, or Henry VI? What was the year again, sorry? 1399. I'm really not an expert on the Henrys either. Um, I'd say that's early. That's, yeah. I, I'm tempted by the earliest one, but really I, not with any confidence. So, I know um, Henry VIII was early 1500s. Um, there's, so there's a little voice in the back of my head that says fifth, but that little voice wasn't strong enough for me not to confer. <laughs> My voice is not particularly strong either, I have to admit, but I'm leaning forth, but not with any extra confidence of if, okay. if you've got an instinct. Well, I'm going to need somebody to go on well. the blue team to uh, take an okay. executive decision. Uh, I'm going to trump for five uh, for... with apologies to my team. <laughs> Henry V, okay. That is incorrect. So across we go, red team, you can confer, although Sean has studied these today, so I'm sure he'll just know. Uh, <laughs> Sean. Henrik Ballybrook <laughs> took the throne under what name and number? Remaining options are A, Henry IV, or C, Henry VI. Well, I mean, for quizzing purposes, I'm Welsh, but as you can tell from the voice, I'm unconvincingly Welsh. So um, <laughs> uh, for fear of being your imperial overlord and... <laughs> And, and coming in in that sense and with all due apologies uh, it's it, very much Henry IV Henry IV is correct well done that's a point for the Reds sorry Brian honestly my confidence was very low don't worry <laughs> alright I mean Henry V Henry was 1415 so it's not that's close yeah that's yeah, very close yeah, it was son of Henry IV okay first player for the Reds is Gareth you've already got a bit of practice in Gareth here you go the first monarch of France from the House of Bourbon was raised a Protestant before converting to Catholicism to take the throne. Due undoubtedly to his, his own history, he displayed an unusual religious tolerance for the era, notably promulgating the Edict of Nantes in 1598, which guaranteed religious liberties to Protestants. What was his regnal name? Was he A. Henry IV, B. Henry V, or C. Henry VI? Are you being... You could be being cruel here. 
you could be being very cruel. I'm trying to mull it over without. <laughs> I suppose. Well, well, I suppose. I suppose. I suppose. I've given. I've given away what what what, what I'm thinking anyway. The question is, do I? Do I take the punt on it, or do I bring the team in? I don't know whether Sean was looking at French kings as well as English kings. Um, ooh. I am going to take a stab that you are being cruel. Cruel? And I am going to say that that is also Henry the Fourth. Yes, indeed. He was Henry the Fourth of France. So, nicely done. All right, next up we go over to the Brian Shaw on the blue team. Brian. Which American no kings? <laughs> Which American business magnate and engineer was also a filmmaker who produced big budget and often controversial films such as The Racket 1928, Hell's Angels 1930, and Scarface 1932. Your options are A. Henry Ford, B. Howard Hughes, or C. Harold Hunt. I think I'm going to go for that. I think it's hopefully Howard Hughes. Yes, it was. Howard Hughes, that's correct. One of America's richest men and also a filmmaker. As a hobby, probably. All right, back over we go. Gary, your question. Which politician was Ireland's first female Tánaiste and also the first woman to lead a party in Dáil Éireann? Options are A, Mary Hannafin, B, Gemma Hussey, or C, Mary Harney? Well, I think the only one of those to lead a party was Mary Harney, so I'm going to go with Mary Harney. Look, you accident for me that we had so many prominent female politicians with H surnames for this round. Okay. Now, over we go to Eva. Your question. Even though the male version of the sport had been contested at the Olympics since 1924, which sport only allowed women to play from the 1980 Olympics onwards? Your options are A, hockey, as in field hockey, B, ice hockey, or C, handball. I'm really not sure of this. I'm going to have to confer. That's fine. You can confer, of course, with your teammates. So, Brian's, you're both in there to help Eve out. I think by law of averages that there's two hockey answers. It's one of those. <laughs> I'd lean towards ice, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have much basis for that, but it seems like the most kind of sport that would maybe most likely of those three that would although be male focused based on physicality etc yeah i'm just thinking of the the women's hockey team recently in their success is there much talk around olympics okay well i'll leave I think, push you for an answer now so is it a hockey or field hockey as it's called b ice hockey or c handball Based on the discussion, I'll take a punt with ice hockey. Okay, you're saying ice hockey. I'm afraid that's incorrect. So, over we go. Red team. Could be another bonus point picked up here. Uh, so, even though the male version sport was contested at the Olympics since 1924, which sport only allowed women to play from 1980? Remaining options are hockey, field hockey, or handball. Well, frustratingly, ice hockey was the only one I was confident on. <laughs> That, I mean that 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 didn't have a women's tournament. I think until at least the twenty first century. So, um, the other two, I've not got any any real sense of which it might be. Well, I think if I was setting this question, I'm going to look into 
John's mind here for a second and say, you know, if if, ho if field hockey was the answer and I was looking for two bogus answers, I'd probably, you know, you'd pick ice hockey as one of them. So on that basis, maybe mm. hockey. Yeah. There's a sense to that. There, There is a sense to that. Okay, so what are, are we saying that? Are we going for hockey? Going for hockey, I think. All right. That's correct. Gets you a point. Yeah. Gareth is close with his little supplementary information. The uh, women's ice hockey tournament didn't occur until 1998. So that's how late that was. Okay, now final question. And this one is for Sean. Uh, here's your question. A school-based vaccination program began in Ireland in the year 2010, initially for girls aged 12 to 13. Since late 2018, the vaccine has also been available to boys. By which three letters is this vaccine known? Is it A, the BCG, B, the HPV, or C, the HQA? I think it's the HPV. HPV is correct. Yes, it's the vaccine against the human papillovirus. And that's two points for you and two points for the red, red team. had a good round there. I'm going to just preempt... Clancy scores by telling you that. So here we go. Let's go over to Clancy and see how things stand. Blue team two points. Red team eight points. It's a pretty good start. Okay, let's see I, how we... I think, John, there's a certain lack of generosity of spirit that they wouldn't pass over a question to us. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yes, how is Gary able to get into your mind like that? Something <laughs> on there. All right. All right. Let's move on to round two. Uh, good news, Blues. You're up first because you're trailing. So this is our connections round. In this round, I'll give the team that's in two pieces of info. If they can tell me what links them to tonight's team, then they get three points. They can ask for a third and then a fourth piece of info, but they'll be playing for two points and one point, respectively. Wrong answer, no matter when given, we'll see all four pieces of info given across. The other side could get a potential one point bonus. Right, blue team. First two pieces of info, first question. Graham Green's Black Marketeer and... Football's most expensive defender. Does that sound like the name of a novel? Graham Greene, have, have you heard of him? Yeah, I've heard of him, yeah. I don't know any any books by him, to be honest. Um, Do we know football's most expensive defenders? I think so. I have an idea. Do you know anything about Graham Greene? Would it confirm anything if I if I said the name? <laughs> I think it might be Harry Maguire. That would fit with the age team. I'm not. I'm not like ultra confident in that, but it's yeah. it's in there. It's in there somewhere. Um, and I've got no idea on Graham Greene, but, but no, could the black marketeer could foreseeably be someone named Harry? But I don't know. I, I, what do you think? Should we? We're going to have to take this onwards, aren't we? Okay, so we're asking for a third piece of info? Sure. All right. We've got Graham Greene's Black Marketeer, football's most expensive defender, and the 33rd president of the United States. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'd be, I think we should say Harry, because there, there definitely is one. Truman, would that, would that work roughly time-wise, 33? Um, Brian Dawson is a man who knows his presidential numbers. Um. Oh, I used to know these as well. Um, I think it was JFK, not 35. So two back from him would be... Um, I can't think of any Harrys. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, based on the fact Truman exists and I think <laughs> Harry Maguire, I think it's, and the fact we're so far behind, 
I think we should go for it. You're saying so. Your answer what is. Do you think, Brian? You okay? Yeah, go on. Brian looks like he's giving it a go. What's the answer you give me? So we're going with Harry. Harry, get you okay. two. Eventually, well, like childbirth or something. There, we eventually got an answer to come out. So. Harry is correct for two points. Clues. Well, you didn't need number four, which was Lord Voldemort's nemesis, which is Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Truman. It was indeed the thirty-third president. Just two before JFK. Go back one. Eisenhower. Go back again. Harry Truman. Um, football's most expensive defender. Harry Maguire. Brian's right. And Graham Greene's black marketeer was Harry Lyme in The Third Man. Okay. Two points for the Blues there. Well done. Okay. Across we go. Red team. Your first two piece of info. Alex Lacamoire and Disney Plus. I'll spell Lacamoire. Might be worth it. L-A-C-A-M-O-I-R-E. But I believe it's pronounced Lacamoire. Does that, does that name mean anything to either of you guys? Very nice. No. Disney Plus is quite new, isn't it? No, nothing, no, nothing jumping out at me from either of those. No. Yeah, we might have to go for a third clue, will we? I'd say so. Yeah. Okay, no problem. Okay. Alex Lacamoire, Disney Plus, and a record-breaking 16 Tony Award nominations. Well, that's Hamilton, I imagine. Oh, well, Hamilton it was on Disney Plus, it was premiered on Disney yeah, Plus. Yeah, so it was. And, oh, Alex, Alexander Lacamoire Hamilton, would that have been his full name? Quite possibly. That's okay. a very good thought. So... It must be Hamilton. Yeah. It begins with H. So. <laughs> All right. You're saying Hamilton. Hamilton. Okay. That's good for two points. Okay. So clues uh, on 16 Tony Hour nominations. Yes, still the record for the most ever received by a single show. It uh, premiered as a movie or recording on Disney Plus this summer. Alex Lacamoire, not uh, anything to do with Alexander Hamilton, but he is Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical collaborator. He's basically responsible for the sound of the show, the, the music in it. And fourth clue was Lin-Manuel Miranda himself, which I didn't need to give you. So, well done. You got two points there. Okay, back over we go. Blues, you're back in. And you get The Fourth Crusade and Mehmed the Conqueror. Well, Mehmed, did he found the Ottoman Empire? Foreseeably. Uh, the Fourth Crusade. Is that anything to do with Hannibal? No, he was there, there. Yeah. Hmm. Mehmed the Conqueror. I think we'll need another clue. All right. Yeah. No problem. No problem. And I'm worried it won't have a either. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a kind of area of history I know much about. Okay. The Fourth Crusade. Mehmed the Conqueror and Justinian the First. <laughs> It still doesn't help. Was he a Byzantine emperor or something? But maybe it's, it's not ringing any bells at me. No, I'm drawing blanks all over the place. Justinian the first. Um, yeah. do, do you have any ideas, Eva, at all? Anything come to mind at all? No, I'm trying to link it with the H theme. They're all history. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. that's, I mean, that's technically correct. Can't deny the point, surely. They're all historic. <laughs> uh, yes, it's true. Oh, God. I'll just pause my hand over the wrong button for that one, Brian. That's what you want to do. Justinian the first. Can you read them once more? What we have so right far? Right now you've three clues. They are the Fourth Crusade, Fourth Crusade. Mehmed the Conqueror, and Justinian the First. 
No, I'm drawing so, Yeah, I wonder based on Mehmed being linked to the Ottoman Empire, it's hardly anything to do with the Hagia Sophia. It came to my mind as well, but I don't know what. Yeah, it's been in news recently. A bit of a stretch, though. Yeah, I don't know what. What do you want to do? I have Probably. a fourth clue ready to go here on the turntable, if you are interested. As much as I'd like to catch up, I think we probably do need it for the one, do we? <laughs> okay, all right. The Fourth mm -hmm. Crusade. Mehmed the Conqueror, Justinian I, and became a mosque on July the 24th, 2020. There you go. Done. So, so I guess Hagia Sophia. Hagia Sophia will be our answer. Yeah, correct. Well done. Yes, I believe it's Hagia Sophia. I got, I'm, only, I'm, I'm only being like this tonight because I actually got a text during the week giving out about my pronunciation of the rapper in the Wu-Tang Clan last week. So I'm trying Which my is best. A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing my best to try and get the pronunciations right to that. Anyway, yeah, Hagia Sophia was constructed during the reign of Justinian I, 537. Became a mosque on July 24th this year. In the intervening years between uh, the, its construction, they, it was captured by the fourth members of the Fourth Crusade and turned into a Catholic cathedral. And then it was again captured by Mehmed when the Ottomans captured Constantinople and it became a mosque at that point as well okay that's probably where you get the uh the Mahmed the Conqueror yeah that's, that's probably how we earned that name all right all right final question of the round is for the Reds and it begins thusly Givanildo Vieira de Souza and Terry Bolia do you want me to spell any of those and the first one please G-I-V-A-N-I-L-D-O Vieira de Souza S-O-U-Z-A and the second man is Terry, B-O-L-L-E-A. Well, those names don't mean anything to me. I have no idea. That second, that second one, when it was spelled, rang a really vague bell, but it's a really vague bell. Okay. So now I've got... Are, are we heading down the road of a third clue, perchance? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so we've already given you Givanildo Vieira de Souza and Terry Bolia. Clue three, a ship that can float but is incapable of going to sea. Wow, oh, silence man. here in this room. This is a poser, isn't it? <laughs> is, this a, is this a ship on... I'll give you the full definition, Garrett. A, a ship that can float, but cannot go to sea, or is incapable of going to sea. So we, are we talking about a specific ship, or are we talking about a type of ship that can float, but mm. can't go to sea? The latter. I'd say. Something on a lake. Or it can float on a river, maybe, mm. but not go to sea. No, not got a lot from that, I fear. Okay, okay, well, there is a clue remaining. Yeah, shall we go for the fourth? Yeah, I think we'll have that. Okay. okay. Givanildo Vieira de Souza, Terry Bolia, a ship that can float, but is incapable of going to sea. And finally, Bruce Banner. Um, the Incredible just, Hulk. He's just hot. Yeah. Okay, so what's my answer oh. you're giving me? It must be. Hulk. Well, you can talk about the Hulk of a ship, can't you? So. Yeah, and 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 there is a Brazilian footballer called Hulk. That would be the yeah. 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 Can we go for Hulk? Yes, you've gone for yeah. Hulk, and uh, already, Gary, I knew it was coming, and <laughs> that gets you a point. Well done. Yeah, Bruce Banner, of course, alter ego of the Incredible Hulk in Marvel Universe, or in just comics in. A ship that can float but not go to sea is known as a Hulk. That is what it's called. Terry Bolia is the name of former wrestler Hulk Hogan. 
And as Gareth kind of uh, guessed correctly, Givanildo Vieira de Souza is Brazilian footballer Hulk. Anyway, there you go. You got a point out of that. Let's go and check the scores with Clancy. Blue team five points. Red team 11 points. Okay, so it's still a six point gap there. It's a comfortable gap now. Let's go to round three. Round three is our audio round. In this round, the team that is in will listen to a piece of music and they get a point for identifying its name and the act that are performing it. There will also be two subsequent questions worth a point each. Wrong answer to anything though. We'll see it offered across to the side for potential bonus. Okay, the uh, blue team are trailing, so they're up first. And for you, blue team, uh, here comes the first piece of music. So, Brian, Brian and Eva, what is that and who is performing it? Is that um, House of Pain, Jump Around? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure on artist, but that's it. Now that you say it, that's it, yeah. That is correct. Mm -hmm. Back, back in the groove. Here's the comeback. <laughs> back in the game. Okay. This song... Not much about them. <laughs> Two subsequent questions. This song features a distinctive horn fanfare intro, sampled from which... 1963 song by Bob and Earl. Any ideas, Brian? Um, kind of a Motown song. It's like Harlem Shuffle or something. Oh, did they do that, did they? It could be. Okay, well, have you an answer for me now? I, uh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Harlem Shuffle. He sounded so <laughs> lacking in confidence when he said it. It's correct. Harlem Shuffle by Bob and Earl. Mm. Excellent. Well done. And your second question on Jump Around by House of Pain. What is the stage name of the lead singer of House of Pain, born Eric Schrode in 1969? In 2000, he received a Grammy Award for Best Rock Performance by a duo or group with the rock band Santana singing on the song Put Your Lights On. Was his name Everlast? Sure. Let's go with that. Let's go with that because it's correct again. So Well done, Eva. Boom. <laughs> Three of the least confident answers, as they were said, but they all turned out to be correct. So well done. Okay. Across we go. Red team, you're getting your first piece of music now. The road is Okay, so Gareth and Gary and Sean, uh, what's that and who is performing? Was that the Hollies? Yeah. Yeah, and but he ain't heavy. He's my That's brother. The one. Correct. He ain't heavy. He's my brother by the Hollies. Well done. Okay, two subsequent questions. Which session musician played the piano on this 1969 recording by the Hollies? Oh, is, ooh, is this going to be the legend that is Herbie Flowers? Well, he was a bass player, wasn't he? Was he a bass player? Yeah. He was a, as a session musician of... Yeah, he played on Walk on the Wild Side. Yeah. Bass line. 
that I mean, could it be somebody famous? You know, it's piano not, player yeah. Elton John, or that's not. I mean, that's not impossible David Bowie, the, somebody hmm. like that. Elton's certainly not impossible given the sort of the time frame. Okay, can I get an answer off you? Yeah, I like the idea. I like the idea of Elton. Okay, well, I don't hear any other answers being bandied about much. So, what are you saying here? El- Elton Hercules El- John. Elton Hercules. Er- Elton Hercules John. It's correct. Oh, brilliant! Well, Gary. <laughs> Again, with the lack of confidence, it's amazing disease in here tonight. No one's got bravado at all. Right. One more question. The phrase, he ain't heavy, he my brother, originated in the United Free Church of Scotland in the late 19th century. In the 1940s, it was adopted as a slogan for which American charity, founded by Irish priest Edward J. Flanagan, originally as an orphanage for boys. As an extra clue, I'll tell you that Spencer Tracy won an Academy Award for Best Actor, for portraying Father O'Flanagan in a 1938 film about the charity. Oh. Was that the film Our Town? Uh, uh, but that, yeah. yeah, but the charity, uh, I don't know. Is he going to have a saint knocking around? <laughs> Excuse me while I stereotype, but is he going to have a saint knocking around? <laughs> I have no idea. 1938 is before my time. Uh, come on now, Sean. Let's do this for all ancient, our times. <laughs> there's the ancient order of Hibernians who are kind of an Irish American oh, kind of well, charity. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's close enough to the theme that it's worth a. But not, nothing better than that. Yeah. Okay, can I get an answer, please? Can we go with that? That's yeah, the, I'm happy enough. All right. The order of Hibernians. Okay, the ancient something. order of Hibernians. Okay. <laughs> that is incorrect, I'm afraid. Right, over to the blue team. Might get a bonus here on this. The phrase, he ain't heavy, he's my brother, was adopted as a slogan for which American charity founded by Irish priest Edward J. Flanagan, originally as an orphanage for boys. And I said Spencer Tracy won an Academy Award for Best Actor for portraying Father of Flanagan in a 1938 film about the charity. Anyone? The only thing I was thinking was the Christian Brothers. Is that really a charity? Is it more of an order? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, don't know if they'd be founded in America either. But, no. but I mean, I, I can't go by anything. That, like when Gary said that Angel of Hibernians, there's a similar thing. I don't know what they do, but there's a thing called Knights of Columbanus or something like that. I don't know, is that Irish? But <laughs> Or founded by an Irish guy. I've, I've honestly no idea. No. Okay. Everyone drawing a blank on this. Are you going to throw a guess at me even? Do you want to take a stab at that, Brian? <laughs> sure. Knights of Columbanus. Okay. <laughs> Gary was close down here. The actual answer is, and the name of the film also, is Boys Town. Boys Town, yeah. Boys Town. And uh, Father Flanagan was from uh, the town of Ballymoe, which is just about uh, 20 miles from me. And if you go in through Ballymoe on the way to Dublin, you will see Ballymoe, birthplace of Father Flanagan, and a statue of him as well. Okay, back over we go. Uh, Blues, this is your next piece of music. Definitely is. Well done. There's some bravado there. (laughs) 
Okay, I've got two questions for you on Umbop by Hansen. How's your Hansen knowledge, everybody? <laughs> Slim, John. Slim. <laughs> this song, Umbop, originally appeared on the group's 1996 demo album, also called Imbop, but with a slower tempo. However, it was reworked as an upbeat pop track by which production duo? Otherwise known for their work on albums such as Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys, Delay, Midnight Vultures and Guero by Beck, and the soundtrack to the film Fight Club. I'll also tell you that they were involved in a small legal dispute with the Chemical Brothers. What are they called? Mm. Do you have anything, Eva? Sound. Was there a Newman that was in charge of the music for Fight Club, but I think he could have been more of the composer rather than production company as well. Whatever you fancy, as I guess, feel free. <laughs> I think yeah, they've appointed you a music clue. expert on the team, uh, Eva, so. Okay, I guess Newman Productions. <laughs> Afraid not. So, Red Team, you might get a bonus here. What was the name of that production duo who basically up-tempoed Umbop and turned it into a pop hit? They're also known for work such as Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys, Odelay, Midnight Vultures and Guero by Beck, and the soundtrack to the film Fight Club. <laughs> Anyone got a suggestion? No, I have no idea. Oh, the, the only duo I can think of, I don't think they're in that genre of music, it would be Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. That's not kind of disco kind of music, I think. Funk. Okay. Well, we go with that. Is that your answer? In the absence of anything better. Yeah. No, I'm afraid that's incorrect. Uh, I had given the slight clue about the Chemical Brothers earlier, and these people are called the Dust Brothers. And the Chemical Brothers originally were called the Dust Brothers when they, before they had a record deal, but then they weren't allowed to be, continue being the Dust Brothers because the American Dust Brothers already existed. Okay, uh, one more question on I M-Bop. can't believe we missed that very obvious clue, John. <laughs> one more question, Brian. The year after the song's release, Hanson were nominated for the Grammy Award for Best New Artist. Ultimately, they lost out. To whom? A singer-songwriter whose biggest hit was also released in 1997, called Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Now, I think you've heard of that one. I've, I've heard of the song. I could sing the song for you, John, if, if that would earn me a point. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking who might be, have been around then. I'm sure I have heard of it, to be honest. It's, it's a female vocalist. What about someone uh, like Billy Piper? Very kind of Shania Twainy sort of. And is, is that her? Her hit, like does, does yeah, is there would it be anything else? <laughs> I don't have any chance then. <laughs> um, what does Paula Abdul sound like? <laughs> okay, can I? Yeah, ask but I thought that even trailing, I thought we'd get soft questions sent to us, but no, John is it's curveballs. Any any answers? Uh, Eva, any, go on, Eva said name you said, whatever you like. Okay, we'll try Billy Piper. <laughs> Red, that is not right. So across we go. Reds, might get a bonus here. Who defeated Hanson? Uh, who beat them to the Grammy Award for Best New Artist in 1998? Her biggest hit was the 1997 song, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Do you have a thought on this, Gary? Because uh, Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Right. I, I, have a, I, I have the terrible feeling that Brian Shaw was really close on this. <laughs> I'm pretty certain the first name is Paula. Uh, and I'm just trying to dig out the, fir- the first thing that came into my head was Paula Cole I don't know whether I'm thinking Cole because of Natalie Cole but it's the thing that still I haven't managed to find 
Okay, well, I can't give you too much time. It is only a bonus. Let's go for Paula Cole. Correct. Good one, Gareth. That's exact, exactly right. Very good answer there. She was the woman who won that award and had where all the cowboys gone. All right, final piece of music around is for the Reds. Okay, so red team, that's uh, Gareth and Gary and Sean. Who's that and what's the name of the tune? Okay, I think that was Horse Lips. And the song name, I think it's on Carrick Dove, something like that. I'm, I'm in your hands. I, I had no yeah, idea. They probably wouldn't be known outside of Ireland, probably not in Wales. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, is that your answer, Gary? Okay, we go with Horse Lips and on Carrick Dove. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid it's not right. So over we go. You might get a bonus on this. What's that called? And who's performing? It is the horse lips, but I believe it might be Carrick Dunn rather than Carrick Dove. That is to my team's acquiescence. Absolutely. You think I'm that cold that I wouldn't have prompted Gary if he'd gotten that close with his answer? <laughs> <laughs> really, Brian? Really? <laughs> well, I did, but now that you've asked that question, John. <laughs> okay, what are you giving me? Do you know any more songs by them? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I had Carrick Dunn written, written before before Gary gave his answer. So. Okay. Okay. That was Horse Lips with Jarig Doom, which is two totally different words. <laughs> <laughs> what are you I don't know how he thought it was oh anyway unlucky Gary I'm going to say Gary's very unlucky there right the red team two questions for you on Jarek Doom by Horse Lips number one Jarek Doom was released on Horse Lips second studio album of 1976 what was the name of this concept album based on one of the most infamous legends of early Irish literature dealing with the war between Ulster and Connacht over a prize bull Oh, um, this is, uh, is, is on, on, on. Hmm. my Irish is going to let me down here. On, on Tane Bow, I think, something like that. Uh, yeah, that's an idea. No. Right, okay, we go with On Tane Bow. I'll give you that. Okay. Yes. Good man. It was just called On Thon or The Thon, but the bow for the cow. We'll ignore. Okay, because I'm actually nice, unlike what Brian Dawson thinks. Yeah, The Thon. And uh, one more question for you. The riff from Jarek Doom was re-recorded and used on which later song, which topped the Irish charts for 13 weeks in 1990? Put him under pressure. Yeah, tell him Didn't need much hanging around for that one to come out. Well done. All right, that's the end of the music round. Let's go and see how the score stand before we take our first ad break. Blue team nine points. Red team 16 points. Okay, it's, uh, it's, it's what we'll call a big lead. So we'll see if there's any change in round four. But before we do that, we have to go and have these uh, messages from our sponsor. So please don't go away. We'll be back in about two minutes' time.
It's After the Fact on Claremont's Community Radio. I'm John Nolan, your host. Thank you for joining us this evening. We've got an interesting quiz going on here tonight. All questions to do somewhat with the letter H. And after three rounds, the red team, which is Gareth Aubrey, Gary Stevens, and Sean McDermott, have 16 points. And the blue team, which is Brian Dawson, Brian Shaw, and Eva Barrett, are slightly better off than half that. They're on nine. So, I mean, it would be the greatest comeback seen in the history of After the Fact uh, tonight. But hey, stay tuned, because you wouldn't want to miss that if it did actually happen. So let's get on to the final round. This is our 20 questions round. In this round, the team that's in gets asked a question. If they get it right, they get a point. And they also get the next question. This can continue until, at most, five in a row have been answered correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they will get a bonus. Sixth point for the achievement. Wrong answer at any stage, we'll see it offered across the other side for potential bonus, and they will get the next question as well. Right, blue team. You may have mentioned, noticed that I said you're trailing, so you are in first in this one. Question one. Which is the southernmost of the United States? That's Hawaii. Yeah, it must be, yeah. Correct. Yep. Good answer. It's significantly more southerly than any of the other. Uh, 49. Question two. Now referred to primarily by his posthumous name, Shova. Who reigned as Emperor of the Empire of Japan from the 25th December 26 until the 2nd of May 1947 and of the State of Japan from the 3rd of May 47 until his death in January 1989? Hirohito. Question 3. In which calendar system, today predominantly used for religious observance, did Anno Mundi 5780 begin at sunset on the 29th September 2019 I will end at sunset on the 18th of September 2020. Is that the Hebrew calendar, I wonder? Yes, it's the only thing that's coming to mind. Yeah. It, it, like, in terms of the years, it's it's probably yeah. about right. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else that would... Okay, are you giving me that answer? Yeah, Hebrew. Hebrew, that's correct. Well done. I am Jewish, though, so I should probably... Next question. Which television series, originally aired from 1979 to 1984, featured Robert Wagner and Stephanie Powers as a wealthy couple who led a glamorous jet-set lifestyle, but regularly found themselves working as unpaid detectives in order to solve crimes? Would that be heart to heart? No idea. Never heard of it. Oh, I'm happy to go for it. It was Maida, Brian. Maida. That's correct. Heart to heart. H-A-R-T to H-A-R-T. That was their surname. All right. Final of maybe five in a row for you guys. I want an exact answer here. On the 18th of May 2020, United States President Donald Trump publicly stated that he was taking which drug? A medication used to prevent and treat malaria in an attempt to prevent his catching of COVID-19. Yeah, it's uh, hydroxychloroquine. Yes, it is, Brian. That's correct. So that gets you two points. And do you know what? You're still trailing, but only by one now. <laughs> okay. Cross we go. Red team, you're in. Here we go. Which Chinese multinational technology is headquartered in Shenzhen and was founded in 1987 by Ren Zengfei. Initially focused on manufacturing equipment for telephone exchanges, it expanded into all sectors of telecommunications, and in July 2020, it surpassed Samsung and Apple to become the world's leading smartphone producer. 
not sure how you pronounce it, but it's Huawei. Or... Yeah, Huawei. Yeah. Huawei. That's correct. Next question. What was the classical Latin name for the island of Ireland? The word originally believed to refer to a Celtic goddess was used by Ptolemy in his Geographica. Later writers altered the name in Latin, changing it to mean land of winter, which they presumably thought was fitting. Well, that's Hibernia, I think. Uh, I think so. Oh, that's certainly what it was changed to. Again. That's what I wanted. The Kowloon Peninsula covers five of the 18 districts of which special administrative region of the People's Republic of China. Well, I think that would be Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. With Hong Kong. Correct. Next question is, although formed in 1970 by four male musicians, which American rock band has since 1973 been based around the work of sisters Anne and Nancy Wilson? In December 2012, the group were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And got the, I, think it's, I think they're called Heart. That was the one I was thinking of, yeah. 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 Okay, you're saying Heart. That's correct. Well done. Okay, we're flying along here. And for your potential five in a row is this question. Consisting of 24 basic letters, 14 consonants and 10 vowels, what is the name of the writing system for the Korean language? Still in use today, it was created by King Sejong the Great in 1443. Nothing. I believe, I believe that is Hangul. Hangul. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And it is right. Correct. Two points for you. Well done. Okay, so halfway through the final round, we've had no, effectively no change in the score. The gap is back up to seven. Right. We're back to the blues. Your question. HTML is the standard markup language for the creation of web pages. HTTP is the application protocol used for the distribution of these pages. What does the letter H stand for in both names? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's hyper, yeah. Hyper. Is it hyper or hypertext? Well, the T will be text, wouldn't it, I presume? Or is that, do you think it is? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Hypertext transfer, I think, is there something like that? Yeah, yeah hyper. Hyper, yeah. Correct. Well done. Yeah, the hypertext markup language and the hypertext transfer protocol. Okay, next one. Which synth pop group was founded in Sheffield by Ian Marsh and Martin Ware after they departed from the Human League in 1980? Their biggest hit was 1983's Temptation. I have, I have a band, I'm not positive... Something like um, Heaven 17. That sounds good, yeah. I want to see if anything better. Uh, what do you think, Brian? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Is <laughs> <laughs> my answer. He's an honest man, is Brian. Okay, I like that. I'll give it a go. Okay, you're saying Heaven 17. It's correct. Well, well done. done. Yep, they're originally in the Human League. All right, next one. Armor Asia Rusticana. A perennial plant of the family Brassicae is a root vegetable cultivated and used worldwide as a spice and condiment. Its distinctive pungent taste comes from the compound allyl isothiocyanate, which irritates the mucous membranes and sinuses of the sinuses and the eyes. What is its more common name? I, I, I think that's horseradish. Okay. Condiment, yeah. Good answer, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is a good answer because it's correct. Very good. Yeah, that's horseradish. 
Okay, which proprietary audio-visual interface for transmitting video data and digital audio data to and from compliant devices was developed by seven founders, including Hitachi, Panasonic, and Sony, and was launched in 2003. HDMI, maybe? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Do you want to help you that, Brian? Yep. Okay, HDMI. HDMI. That's correct. And for another five in a row, here it is. In the epic poem Beowulf, which semi-legendary Danish king of the early 6th century is described as the builder of the great hall Heriot and ruler of Denmark when the poem's hero arrives to defeat the monster Grendel? That's something like Hrothgar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a video game I play as well. Yeah, that sounds right. Yes, that's a great answer. answer. It is indeed. Well done. Hrothgar. Well done. Well done, Eva. Now... Now, John, can you just arrange for the next five questions to be very difficult, please? <laughs> I think that's all we've got time for this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it was, Eva, you'd, still, be, just, still lost. you'd be losing <laughs> by a point. If it was, we have time for them to get one wrong and us to get two right, yeah. <laughs> She'll take the bonus point defeat. <laughs> all right, cross the go. Reds, you're in. Number one, which word used to describe both a people and a religion was first used by a, as a Persian geographical term for the people who lived beyond the river Indus. Well, I think that, that's Hindu and Hindi, isn't it? Well, logically, yeah. Okay. Is that your answer? Oh, so the answer would be Hindu. Hindu. Yes, correct. Okay. Next question. They're both dwarfed by the national capital. The cities of Debrechen and Seged are respectively the second and third largest cities in which country? I'll spell them in case I pronounce them. D-E-B-R-E-C-E-N and S-Z-E-G-E-D. Debrechen and Seged. And you're asking for the country? Yes, please. I, well, I think they're in Hungary, aren't they? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay, Hungary. Correct. Which Shia Islamist political party's 1985 manifesto listed its chief objective as the expulsion of, quote, the Americans, the French and their allies definitively from Lebanon, putting an end to any colonialist entity on our land. Mm, well, that, that, that's 50-50, I think. Because that's... Yeah, that, <laughs> I've got Hamas, two in my head. Yeah, if it's Hamas and if it's Hezbollah, and my... The the bit of my you know, the bit of my six year old self thinking about Terry Waite stuck in a stuck in a something somewhere in Beirut is leaning towards Hezbollah as being more Lebanese than Hamas, though it's doing so reluctantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, yeah, I'll go with that. Okay, so uh, let's have a bunch. Hezbollah. Hezbollah. Yes. Well done. I think that might have been the the. the the final point of where the quiz could have turned there. So we have two questions left in the set, and here they are. Launched in November of 1972, initially as a regional service until it began transmitting nationwide in September 1975, which subscription television channel that initially catered for sports has produced several notable original TV series since, including The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, and Curb Your Enthusiasm? HBO. HBO, Sean. And the final question of the set, and you can finish with a flourish here. 
for another five in a row. Which Carthaginian general and statesman commanded the Carthaginian land forces in Sicily from 247 to 241 BC during the later stages of the First Punic War? Later, he was to be responsible for expanding the territory of Carthage on the Iberian Peninsula. His three sons, Hannibal, Hasdrubal and Mago, would all have distinguished military careers during the Second Punic War. I was going to say Hannibal. <laughs> well, no, no, I knew it was coming and I've heard, I've heard it. I've heard it. Oh. trouble is the word that keeps going to my head is Hammurabi, which is a completely different person from 3,000 years before. Um, oh, oh, I've definitely heard this and it will annoy me. Can you just read the names of the sons again? Okay, yeah. His sons were Hannibal, Hasdrubal, and Mago. All brothers. But who was their dad? <laughs> No, it's not coming. Oh, could could it be a trick question that the dad's called Hannibal as well? <laughs> well, mm, it's not impossible. Oh, and John, it could be. <laughs> Everyone seems to describe very evil motives to me. Well, it's, it's the last <laughs> question, you know, John's going to do. I mean, I mean, you, a trick you, question. This you, you, you're question. coming at us from weaponry tonight, so it's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to push you for an answer, guys. Ooh. It, nearly, it nearly came and then it went again. Oh, <laughs> Like a sneeze. <laughs> yeah. Can, can we have another five minutes? No, you cannot. Come on, no, come on, come on. Throw something my way. The entire quiz hinges on this. Uh, well, it... <laughs> Minus a point for every 30 second delay, I'd say. <laughs> every 10 second delay. Let... Oh, let's say Hannibal and be wrong. Go on then. Yeah, might as well. Hannibal Sr. is what you're going for here. <laughs> not you weren't that lucky well blues uh, you could get a point to finish to round the score off make it a narrow gap do you know the name of that Carthaginian I don't anyway do you guys nope <laughs> no nobody knows Hannibal's dad Hector oh. I wasn't aware he had a famous dad um... say no to Brian's Hector so he was Hamilcar yeah Hannibal's son of Hamilcar was the more famous man all right, that is the end of the quiz. Let's go to Clancy and we see how the score is finished. Blue team 21 points. Red team 26 points. So it's a good win for the Reds. They laid the groundwork in the earlier rounds and good performance in the final round there. And unlucky Blues who got two fives, but it just wasn't enough. Okay, thank you all for taking part. Thank you to Brian, Brian and Eva. Commiserations. And congratulations to Gareth and Gary and Sean. On the Reds. And the Reds now have a nice two-show lead after this one. So, all the best for everyone. Thank you for taking part. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Uh, thank you to everyone at home for listening. Good job, guys. And uh, don't forget, if you want to stay tuned, if you're on the digital platform, and listen to the podcast extras, which are coming up in 20 seconds' time. Until then, next week, I'll say goodbye, and I'll talk to you then for another quiz. Bye. Podcast extras. And he's back. Now Brian's on camera. Oh, there you go. What happened there? I don't know. Just frozen died. So. Okay, you're back. I think it's some sort of nefarious work mm -hmm. to make 
sure that my expertise isn't brought to this quiz, you know? <laughs> you mean it's a plot by the red team somehow, somewhere. So are you going to have a go on your own, Brian? Or are you going to confer with your teammates? Do I lose points for conferral? As clearly explained in the rules not two minutes ago, yes, you will be getting one point for correct answer if you confer with your teammates. Okay. Which sorry. is better than the zero you might get for wrong. Your options are A, Henry the Ford. Sorry, I couldn't resist saying that. <laughs> I think it might be Harry Maguire. That would fit with the G team. The G team, Eva. Oh. <laughs> Gary Maguire. Yeah. No, um... I listened to last week's episode this morning. So <laughs> it's still in the brain. That's my excuse. <laughs> Also fits with the age team. It does, I suppose, also, when you think of it. You couldn't have just asked us how do you spell Hansen or something like that, no? <laughs> if I you how to spell Umbap, I mean, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of traps and pitfalls in how Umbap is spelled. Should we jump into Ah, Sorry, I over... No. Uh, you're wrong. Uh, I have to, I'm sorry. I'll do it. Okay, so red team, that's uh, Gareth and Gary and Sean. Hang on, I'm muted. How did that? <clears throat> I got muted somehow. Don't ask me how that happened. Right, red team. Okay, well, uh, there was a lot of struggle, a lot of strife there in the music round, but uh, you got through it now, so. I really think you, he, he thinks I could have given you Mbop's album. I know which album it's from, but it didn't come up. <laughs> Middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I could have asked for that. I should have, maybe I should have asked for that. All right, anyone need to go? Will we just fire on? Yeah, no, I'll just be a second. I'm going to grab a drink. One sec. No problem, Brian. Now that Brian's gone, can we talk about how much of a weak link he is on the teammate? <laughs> I think if we can quickly do the next round, John. <laughs> I, I really feel he's holding us back from great nature. I know, he kind of just takes over, doesn't he? <laughs> Brian's going to really love this podcast extra bit of the show when he gets to it. <laughs> Like, I, I, mean, I, I'm really. I still haven't forgiven him for the Hagia Sophia, you know, like, we should have got an extra point on that, you know? Yeah, he totally undermined us there. Oh, Brian, you're back. Oh, you're back, Brian. You're back. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> now, ready to go, so? Armour, uh, hang on, my, my Latin binomials. Home Beowulf. Which seminary? What's up with my pronunciation tonight? Excuse me. Good show, lads and lady. Uh, shame that it kind of let them get so far ahead that uh, it took a. Yeah. I blame Henry the <laughs> Fourth. Which Henry the Fourth is the question? <laughs> yeah, I knew the French one, but I didn't know the English one. Sean did. Should we look them all up? 